0: Let's talk about now, I mean, you've been at this since the late 70s when you had your very first release, 1977, and actually before that. What keeps right. the fires going for you in this career?
1: Well, I, I think it actually where it starts with uh, keeping the fires stoked in a in, in, in career that's that spanned as long as mine has. Uh, you have to love what you do and you have to feel like what you do the work that you create is actually um relevant uh socially emotionally spiritually and as long as I'm, i i feel that way and, and i use that platform in a positive way I, I i think that i should do it as long as i want to do it as long as god bless, blesses me with the time and the the ability to do so i'm going to
0: well, certainly you were blessed with just one terrific voice, that's for sure. And it started the interest in music with your mother. So take us back to those early days, Bebo.
1: In the, in the early days, my mother was just a music aficionada. She was <laughs> obsessed with, and had the most beautiful voice I've ever heard on a female. She's just and could could not sing in front of anybody beyond her children <laughs> and her mother. <laughs> And she was just very shy, <clears throat> but uh, was was obsessed with Billy Eckstein and also obsessed with current music at the time. In the fifties, uh, she liked to go to concerts, and my hometown had a, a, a five or six thousand theater at the time, so that every artist of any note would uh, ultimately end up in that space. And my grandmother said, "Well, you can you can go." But you're going to take these two older kids with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a chance to see Sam Cook maybe 15 times <laughs> on the same program with Jackie Wilson when Lonely Teardrops was a single.
0: Wow. What an experience there as a youth. So, so people, let's, let's fast forward. You get your releases, your solo career going in the seventies, feel the fire. And then you get to get in these Disney movies and you did duets with a who's who, Natalie Cole, Roberta Flack, Chaka Khan, Debbie Gibson. We can go on and on. Talk about how that all came together at that stage of your career.
1: You know, you don't, you don't start out to say, I'm going to become like a a duet king. (laughs) You know, that's not a goal, it's just something that happens, and it's, you kind of take things as they come, Uh, that's what grace is, isn't it? That's what blessings are, you just see them for what they are, and you take them uh, to heart when they come your way, you immerse yourself in them as as much as you possibly can, Uh, and what's meant for you is meant for you, and no one can take that away, I mean. It's my whole journey in this whole music thing was all faith based. So uh, when those things came about as opportunities, it, it, it's, it comes about like with a simple politeness. Someone asked me at Columbia Records uh, actually, some that someone was a, a Jay Landers, whose father was Hal Landers, who was famous for B movies like Smokey and the Bandit and all that. He was in contact with the film industry in a way that, that most music people are not because of his father. So he saw the, uh, he got a chance to see the animation, the, the new Disney animation, which was cutting edge at the time. And he had the presence of mind to ask, uh, is there any music? And they said, funny you should ask, there's a song, "Beauty and the <laughs> <laughs> And Well, and, and at that time, I had taken a place in New York so I could be closer to the action, so to speak. Uh, and uh, so he asked me once... Uh, if I knew who something beyond was, and I, of course I did, I said, what, a, what an incredible instrument. And he said, would you be interested in singing a, a song with it, recording something with it? I said, oh, I'd love to. We didn't have a song at the time, and post that particular conversation is when he found Beauty the Beast. <laughs> so, it, it, it was destined to be. Do you, do you understand, right? It was just destined to be, and it, it's, it's one of those lessons you don't You don't question it, you just immerse yourself into it, you take it.
0: Well, two Grammys for sure when you talk about Beauty and the Beast and A Whole New World. And so many people, when they think of you, they think of those two songs. But I want to throw it at you, and we're talking with Peebo Bryson coming to Goodyear Theater on June 17th. I want to throw it at you. Peebo, what's your favorite song to perform that we can expect to see here in Akron on the 17th?
1: you know what I, I I have a fairly healthy respect for all my songs so uh, choosing uh, a, a music format it's kind of a. it depends on what the audience is because my audience is diverse mm-hmm. I have to take a look at it <laughs> you know to actually be- decide exactly what songs are going to be performed and all that uh, it's you don't want to trap an audience and 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 sing songs that they don't understand or or, or don't get why you why why are you doing that? So you're doing them so you 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 have to kind of take a look out there and and we can, we can change we can switch horses pretty quickly uh we take a look at the demographics and we go with whatever's there
0: That's interesting. So, Pe- but, go ahead people I yeah, thought
1: you were done. So so uh it, there are some songs that you you just have to sing, you have to sing the Disney songs, you have to sing Tonight I Celebrate I Love, you have to sing uh If Every My Arms Again, you have to sing uh, Can You Stop the Rain, you have to sing, there are songs that you just have to, yeah, uh, and then there are songs that, then I'll sing songs that I like.
0: hey people two more questions for you and one of them has to do with when your career was rolling late 70s and into the 80s on the solo there was a there was a very fine voice in from akron ohio that was rolling as well and we lost him a couple of years ago in james ingram and i was wondering if through your trails in the world of soul ballads and and r&b music if it ever crossed paths with james ingram
1: James Ingram is one of the finest human beings and one of the the greatest vocalists ever. And he's someone I, I admired as a as a vocalist and as a writer and as a musician and as a friend. Uh, I when my mother died, uh, it was like that. That funeral, my, that my mother's funeral, was like the worst day of my life. Uh, and I I looked in the back of the church and, and they're walking in was my friend James England mm. and I lost it. I was strong up until that point but the fact that he thought that much of me to stop what he was doing and and, and come to Atlanta to that funeral unannounced, unannounced to me uh, I I will never forget that. Our friendship we uh, started a long, long time ago, and <laughs> at an at a R&R convention, where I was on my best behavior because, well, it's the best my normal behavior. But James was on his best behavior because <laughs> he's kind of a radical. <laughs> so uh, there were there were some people. We were standing there talking, and somebody, some people behind us said, well, "Why don't you guys sit down?" And they weren't people that were actually in the music industry, and this was a music convention. And James looked at me and I looked at him, and he turned around and and asked them to leave in not a a nice, so nice way. And and then he looked at me, and he said the funny thing that anybody's ever said to me, he said, "Uh, by the way, I can't fight. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey people, let's wrap up our conversation. Talk, and you did it a little bit already. So, the the show coming up, what can we expect at Goodyear Theater for all of us coming to the show on that Friday night?
1: Well, you can. You know, when I show up, you can expect just about anything. But you can, you will be thoroughly entertained because there's going to be a little bit of everything. And I, I think that that. My career being diverse is, is, a, is a direct reflection of what you get when you see me live. And uh, I'm extremely blessed to still be able to uh, sing those songs in the, the original keys and, and sound like a record and, uh, and all that. That's really important to me and it's, it's not, as we get older, uh, it's, it's not always the case. You know, it's, but it's it's been the case for me. That's been the greatest lesson of all is to be able to still do this thing on a certain level. So I always look forward to a live performance. And you, if you come, it's not just it's not just the music, Right, Honestly, it's it's about conversation like this because I'm going to probably say some things on the stage that you who, who were probably not expecting. I I, I like to. Uh, I like to connect with my my audience in a in a very personal way, and so that when you, if you come to a People of Rice and concert afterwards, if, if you don't feel like you have a sense of who I am, or that if you saw me on the screen and you, you said, "Hey, listen, we're about to have lunch. Would you like to join us?" If you don't feel like that after after my concert, then I I missed my mark.